0: It takes more than staring intently at your dashboards during a risky deploy to be a great engineer. This is episode 198 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jamison Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast for software developers about the non-tech stuff that goes into software development.
1: I wonder if there's any correlation between how closely you're watching your dashboards and how, I mean, I guess that's the, that's the intro, right? It's like, if you just stare at it, it'll work.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, if, if my experience is any indication, there's a 100% correlation between staring very closely at your dashboards during a deploy and the success of the deploy. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: So if you are staring closely at them, the deploy works. Is that the summary?
0: That's right. And it's like the same thing where if you stare at a pot of water on a stove, it will not boil.
1: Mm-hmm. a watch to play never fails that's right <laughs> i have some counter examples where <laughs> sometimes it fails both when you watch it and when you don't but oh that's a separate problem
0: that's that's probably not right
1: <laughs> am i watching it wrong
0: <laughs> yeah i think you are you're holding it wrong
1: <laughs> okay we would like to thank our wonderful patrons who are supporting the show at the level where we shout them out every week thank you to vinlock matthew voidovich taras Haruk. Luke Bayless, Zach Grannon, Luis Santos, Stanley Tactical Radio, Chris Hogan, Ivor Robotnik, Brayden Keynes, Philip John Basile, Stephen Arman Lee, John Grant, Nick Cantar, Ted Nugent, The Agile Ventures Charity, Maple Syrup, Sonic the Hedgehog, Travis, Dennis Bogdanov, Sean, and, uh, oh no, my lack of preparation has bit me, Evgeny Sladkowski. Thank you so much to those people. Thank you to other people who are supporting the show. And thank you to anyone who has in the past. If you do support the show at any amount of money for any amount of time, then you will get an invite to our Slack team where we talk about great stuff. We had an interesting discussion about the prevalence of good engineers versus good engineering managers and kind of how often you Mm -hmm. run into those people in your career. I thought that was cool. That was cool. I learned stuff all the time. So join us. Also, I like how I said support us, but I made it a secret. How? I guess that's so only the true, <laughs> the truly dedicated. You'll figure <laughs> it out. If there's anything I've learned from conversion rates, it's that you really need to hide stuff from your users. <laughs> so only only the most qualified convert. So
0: if it's if it's called a dark pattern to like put all the subscription links in your face, is it a light pattern if you make them hidden?
1: I think it's a dumb pattern. <laughs> 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 yeah, go to softskills.audio. Click support us on Patreon. That's how you can do it. Thanks to everybody who has.
0: Okay, shall I read our first question? Please do. This comes from an anonymous listener who says, My manager smells really bad. Sometimes so bad that I can't bear to be in his proximity. I'm not sure if it's his breath or body odor, probably both, but the smell is very foul on a daily basis. He has been with us for quite a few months now, but I am not sure if anybody has mentioned it to him because the situation has not gotten any better. I've also refrained from speaking about it with anyone else. He's a good guy and a very hard worker. I want to build a better relationship with him, but his smell is literally getting in the way. How can I help this situation? I can never tell him outright, but he's the worst smelling person I have ever met. (laughs) But I do want to work with him. Help. (laughs) Oh, this poor person. Both of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. This is like a joke question turned real. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I tell people about the show, the, ex- the the fake example I give for the kinds of questions we get is like, my coworker is stinky, what do I do?
0: But right, and here it is. <laughs> here, this
1: is worse, because what you would do if your coworker is stinky is try to confront them, but also try and talk to your manager about it. But, it's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it is your manager. It's your manager. <laughs> oh, man. This is super tricky. But thankfully, we can look to history for an answer. Which is, we can do like they did in the 1500s, where everybody was stinky, and they would, the rich people would carry around these little perfume bags that they could hold in front of their nose when they were walking around other people, (laughs) (laughs) and then it would
1: mask the scent. If you're a startup, you could get like startup branded perfume bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) To build the company culture branded swag is an important part of startup culture <laughs> yes yes it is so your manager may, may be the worst smelling person you have ever met but it's possible they would have been the best smelling person alive in the 1500s that's true <laughs> actually hang on one second i have i gotta grab a book from my shelf i feel like i've talked about this book on the show before it's called the dirt on clean an unsanitized history and it's okay. literally like a history of hygiene in different cultures throughout the ages and it's mind blowing. So rich people to be clean would change their shirts. Like showers and baths were were unheard of. Showers were unheard of because the tech didn't exist. But baths were either dangerous or this unthinkable luxury.
0: Like they were dangerous because of the fire
1: involved. No, dangerous because they were they were suspicious that a bath was harmful for your health.
0: Oh, okay. it was like
1: washing away all the. There was some idea that it would like your skin would build up this natural barrier against. bad vapors or something and if you wash it (laughs) then you're you're like clearing away this barrier and you're more exposed to disease okay i mean disease was like the term they didn't have but bad stuff
0: yeah bad things like spirits (laughs) anyways this isn't
1: directly related except that it gave me more perspective on stinkiness and, and like the changing attitudes towards stinkiness and this idea that like people smell like soap and that's, that's what a person smells like, is fairly modern. Oh, yeah. To some extent, an invention of soap companies. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
0: The, the natural smell of people is horses.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, unless you want to change the whole culture, like... That's that's the culture you live in so
0: well that might be easier than confronting your manager about yeah, the that's smell. True <laughs>
1: How conflict averse you are. Yeah. Maybe it is easier to change your whole team, change their whole hygiene habits for the worse than ask this one person <laughs> to have better hygiene habits. Maybe they've got a really good reason for it. Like, okay, let, let's just assume that
0: the root cause here is they don't take showers and maybe they're like super eco-friendly, saving water, saving energy. Yeah. And it's like then you could comfort yourself knowing I'm putting up with this smell, but the carbon footprint of this guy is so small.
1: <laughs> As you take your daily 30 minute hot shower. Like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, manager. Without you, I'd only be able to take a 15 minute hot shower
0: today. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, a good guy and a very hard worker. It's been around. I'm I'm not sure if anybody has mentioned it to him. This is a horrifying. Yes. And the longer it goes on, the weirder it's going to be when someone mentions it to him yes. for the first <laughs> yes. time. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so true. There are some cultural aspects to smell. Like some cultures, I guess, are less afraid of natural human body odor than mm-hmm. others. But true. I, I don't know where this person is coming from. I'm, assu- I'm assuming it's the U.S. because in the U.S. we're terrified of yes people smell <laughs> we are <laughs> no one can smell like people yeah you gotta smell like deodorant you gotta smell like perfume you have to smell like cinnamon cookies
0: <laughs> that's so funny you put it that way that no one's allowed to smell like people i love that it's so true that is so american
1: unless you work from home and then my office has an an, an odor <laughs>
0: It's an organic fragrance.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, low carbon footprint for that fragrance (laughs) because all I have to do is exist. (laughs) Unless the fragrance comes from like the four giant monitors I have running, (laughs) which carbon footprint of those is probably a bit higher. A bit higher. (laughs) Yeah, what do you what do you do?
0: I think everyone's probably yelling at their at their phone right now, saying, "Just tell him." But look, if you're conflict averse. You could change stuff about yourself. We already said you can hold a little perfume baggie to your nose, but what if you just killed your sense of smell? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like for example, I've heard that if you are like stripping finish off of wood, if you use too high of a concentration, like you will permanently kill your sense of smell. Huh? That could be a real win. That here. could be a feature. Yeah. Get into woodworking, strip some finish off some wood, and then never smell your manager again.
1: So. Does cocaine kill your sense of smell? Yeah, it does. Cocaine damages <laughs> oh, the nasal pas- passages. Okay. Now Google knows a little bit more about me because I Google the <laughs> cocaine effect on sense of smell.
0: This is what incognito mode
1: is for. <laughs> well, then, then they know. Jameson went into incognito mode to Google cocaine effect on sense of smell. It's just a flag. Yeah. He really doesn't want us to know this. That
0: gets routed right to the blackmail folder.
1: So that's an option that has some trade-offs. <laughs> um. That's putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah, is there any way beyond just talking to him about it? I wish there was. I mean, yeah, I don't think there is. Cause so again, if it was a coworker and maybe you talked to him about it and it didn't work out, you go to the manager. If you went to your boss's boss and said, hey my boss smells bad, like <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, it's... I don't know that <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell you what though,
0: I'm just gonna keep playing the conflict averse card here. <laughs> okay. And say you don't have to talk to him about it. <laughs> when I was a kid, we had horses as part of my family business. And Every year or so the farrier would come. Those of you who are equestrian heads will know that the farrier is the person who trims horse hoofs and puts new horseshoes on the on the horse horse's feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously I'm not an expert <laughs> as as an experienced farrier yourself. <laughs> and I got to tell you, look, horse barns, they don't exactly smell good day to day, but when the farrier comes, Holy cow! It smells bad, so bad. Like I would walk through the barn, and like tears would flow from my eyes, and I would like retch in my mouth. It was so bad because the farrier was stinky. No, the horse hoof clippings. Huh? Like, have you ever clipped your toenails and said, "Oh, that smells bad"?
1: No. What? Wait, really? (laughs) No. Oh boy. Uh Oh, do we have to edit this this out? (laughs) This just got a little embarrassing. (laughs) You've never clipped your toenails and thought, that stinks. I'll check next time. Okay, well, my kudos to you for the hygiene because I'm impressed. Listen, you know that story in the Bible about how Samson never cut his hair and became very strong? Oh, yes. I'm like that, but with toenails. Okay. (laughs) I see why now. Maybe one day I will clip them for the first time. (laughs) Well. I'll discover the smell.
0: For those of our listeners who have ever smelled a, a yucky toenail smell, Multiply that by like 10,000, and that's what a horse's toenails smell like when you clip them. Because remember, horses stand in dirt all day, and sometimes they step on their own poop. (laughs) Anyway, it's so bad. But this guy, this was his 40-hour-a-week job all day, every day. He just got used to it. And so my point in bringing up the farrier is that you can adapt to some pretty bad smells. So maybe you just need to spend Mm. more time with your manager.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like schedule an off-site, you know, and sit right next to him spent all day by the end of the day
1: you won't be able to smell them anymore and maybe you'll start to smell a little like him <laughs> if you can't beat him join him for how yeah how you kind of <laughs> come together a little bit yeah <laughs> that's the thing our brains do right don't they filter out like repeated signals mm-hmm.
0: yeah you become desensitized
1: yeah i mean that could work
0: i mean like i i knew that this what we were going to be inclined to say was what can you do to change my manager but I kind of wanted to take a different tack here and say, like, what can I do to change myself?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but really, you have to talk to him. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know any other way around this. Either you're going to suffer for the entire time you work together or you have to talk to him.
0: But, like, what if what if this is, like, an ailment that this manager has that he can do nothing about? It's like he's been to doctors. The, the latest science can't help him. And what if he just comes back to you and says, I know this has been my burden to carry for 20 years and there's nothing I can do. I'm sorry.
1: So I think it's probably, well, is it better? I think that would make it easier to put up with it, certainly.
0: But all you would do is now embarrass him.
1: I, Dave, it's, it's going to embarrass him if you say, <laughs> hey, you smell so bad that it's hard to work with you. I don't know a way. <laughs> that, that's true. I don't know a non-embarrassing way to say that. <laughs> uh, oh. I'm just really trying to hold my ground here that <laughs> you can change you. <laughs> okay, let's 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 practice. Let's do you want to be the stinky man or do you want me to be the stinky man?
0: <laughs> you be I'll be the stinky man because you're the okay. one that has to tell me.
1: Okay. Listen, Dave. Oh no. My immediate instinct is to go to the crap sandwich and start by saying all the things <laughs> I appreciate about you. Ah! <laughs> okay. I think I just have to. Yeah. All right. Dave, I appreciate you as a manager. You work really hard, you've done great things for the team. There is one thing that makes it harder to work with you, and it's your smell. It's it's just, it's hard to be close to you because it smells pretty bad. Is there something you can do to change that? And that would help me work more effectively with you.
0: Jameson, thank you for bringing this up. There is one thing that you can do, and that is you're fired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go work in a better smelling place. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't... You see? That didn't go well at all. It didn't go well at all. Oh, I'm regretting all my instincts. <laughs> Smell is such like a personal thing. Like, normally when you're giving feedback about work, giving feedback to people can be hard for some folks Yeah. when it's work-related, when it's like, you did not fill out this, this you you didn't write this report in a clear way or whatever the thing is. But if it's, mm-hmm. like, about you as a person, oh, that's even trickier. But I, I really, I don't see a way around it besides approaching them about it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it would help to preface it and say, hey, this is kind of awkward. I'm not sure of, like... Yeah. A non-embarrassing way to say this, but, but it is... I can't even role-play it without getting awkward. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain odor <laughs> about you that is stinky. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, and I think your goal, if you're going
0: to do that, I think your goal needs to be to minimize the duration of this conversation. Get in, deliver the news, and get out as soon as you can because yeah. the last thing you want is for this to drag out.
1: Yeah, if you, yeah, that's a good point. The longer you're there, the more, I mean, the worse it's going to smell, but also... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're. don't worry. You're naturally going to want to get out anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to rip a Band-Aid off, yeah. and if you're agonizingly hair by hair... <laughs> Pulling it off. yeah, It's going to be worse. That's right. Maybe you do it like when you're walking opposite directions towards each other in the hallway. <laughs> and there's that normal like, hey, how's it going? You say, great. And then you walk by. They say, hey, how's it going? You say, great. Hey, you smell really bad. It's hard to work with you. And then you keep going. Like <laughs> zoom. You're just gone. And it can't.
0: So you're saying create a situation where you can do the whole conversation in one breath without inhaling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, for multiple reasons without inhaling.
0: Yeah. You know you know what? I think this is one where we're going to disagree, and I'm just going to say I would probably just put up with it. I just don't think that I would bring it up to them.
1: The, the real answer is to work remotely, and then the only <laughs> yeah. smells I deal with are my own.
0: So you launch a campaign where you try to get <laughs> yeah. this whole team <laughs> yeah. to it's move to remote,
1: remote. and then it's like problem solved. Look at all these productivity gains we've had from remote work. We can mm-hmm. hire more people. Folks work when they're effective. We communicate better in in written format. And the only stink (laughs) that I smell every day
0: is my own.
1: (laughs) What if, okay, one, one more thing. You know how, this is my embarrassing moment, I guess. So you leave your house, you come back and you smell your house and think, oh, it smells in my house. Yes. You didn't notice until you left and went somewhere else. Yes. What if this person is now too used to their smell? That is undoubtedly true. You have to make them like a candle Can you get custom scented candles? Something that will allow them to experience what it smells like to other people.
0: So like, you mean like a body odor candle?
1: Yeah, exactly. A BO candle, a stinky toenail clipping candle, whatever (laughs) it is.
0: I'll call the farrier and see if he does candles. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. I think we've answered this question. Yeah.
0: Good luck. This is is awkward. And boy, I think there's a lot of ways you could go with this. But whatever you do, you are required to let us know and then let us know how it went please do please
1: please, do. please just send us another question with a follow-up letting us know what happened all right i will read our next question this is from an anonymous listener who asks hey friends thanks for such an engaging and helpful show it makes me happy to see every new episode pop up in my feed you are welcome friend my question relates to the politics and drama of a restructure and whether i should follow the time-honored tradition of quit your job or stick this out Six months ago, our new VP of engineering was hired to work remotely in a city across the country and decided that the first order of business was to restructure our three engineering teams into one mega team with new management and a matrix structure. This means 15 principals, senior engineers, and product managers decided it was time to move on to a new challenge and are now being replaced by the VP's ex-colleagues in the city across the country. All of our processes are being thrown away to do things their way, new Jira boards, new confluence pages, new file locations, new AWS accounts, new hiring processes, new everything. The new folks are getting the pick of exciting and high-profile projects, while those of us who have been around for up to 10 years and hold the institutional knowledge are left monitoring and maintaining the fragile work that could really do with some help from the principals and seniors. Mm. Is this all part of a standard restructure after the first six months? Should I carry on trying to put a smile on and fall in line or run away as fast as I can?
0: (laughs) Oof. So 15 other senior and principal engineers have taken off. They saw something
1: you didn't see. (laughs) I mean, that's a lot of people to leave. Yes. That that could be all three of the teams in some (laughs) places. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what percentage of the team that is if... If, if these were two very or three very large teams, maybe they're like kind of organizations, not teams. Yeah, of, maybe. maybe. Of a group of people working on stuff. So
0: I, I think it might be useful for me to recap this using my cynical, jaded, <laughs> totally negative view and words to fit that. How does that sound? Bring it on. Okay. So you're telling me that a new VP of engineering was hired in a different city and that that VP is hiring all new leadership after... 15 people quit and those are all in that new city. And they all just happen to be the new VP's friends.
1: Hmm. (laughs) And they get all the new projects. (laughs) Mm Hmm. Hmm.
0: What could be happening?
1: Yeah. What is your diagnosis of what's happening?
0: Diagnosis, your engineering department has been relocated to a new city, but they did not want to have any major disruption. So they're letting, quote, natural attrition take care of the (laughs) relocation problem.
1: Yeah, the question asker mentions, hey, we're stuck working on this old stuff. It's fragile. We need some help. And it's possible that the VP has looked at the existing systems and said, like, we just need to let these die. Like we mm-hmm. don't want to maintain them. So we will spin up fancy new cool projects to give to all my team or all, all my friends yeah. to replace <laughs> yeah, exactly. all this stuff. <laughs> and and like we, we can't afford to maintain them and replace them at the same time. Yep. Huh.
0: But here's the, here's the good news. This company needs you to keep these things alive. And the term that you need to know now is called retention bonus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What is that? It sounds good. (laughs) It's got
0: the word bonus in it. Yeah. So I had a friend whose office got rooted up and moved across the country. And everyone on the team was given an option to either go or eventually lose your jobs. But they said, for the people who stay, we want to give you a retention to keep old systems running for a certain amount of time. And they offered a sizable retention bonus to the the tune of like, you stay for 12 months and we'll give you a 50% bonus of your annual salary at the end of those 12 months holy cow yeah really big but companies need this for continuity it's like super hard to just uproot a team and move them to a new location you have to keep someone to keep the lights on especially in this situation where it sounds like they're building all new processes all new systems you know someone's got to keep that old stuff operational until the new stuff can come online
1: oh so the point of it is to say hey your job is going away soon But instead of you just quitting right now because you know it's going away anyways, stick around to the end Mm -hmm. so it's an easier transition for us. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. That's how this feels to me. Huh, but they didn't, I'm assuming, they didn't. (laughs) I mean, do you just go ask for a retention bonus? Is that what you're saying?
0: I think, yeah. So I don't think you can just walk in and ask for a retention bonus because the company hasn't been explicit yet to say you're all losing your jobs (laughs) by X date. So instead, I think what you do is you you. Ask pointed questions about what the future of this location is, Mm. calling out what I just called out in my cynical reading of the question. And then, you know, but a little bit more diplomatically, don't be a total schmuck. Yeah. (laughs) But then you might consider saying, look, it seems difficult to stay under these circumstances where there's no future for me here. Yeah. And then see how that goes.
1: Huh. But you do feel pretty strongly that they're doing this because they're trying to phase out the old team and location and projects and stuff is that right it seems like it is this all a standard part of a standard restructure after six months i mean the word restructure can mean so many different things sometimes it's a code word for layoffs or or like mm-hmm. slow layoffs i guess which is <laughs> yeah. what this could be sometimes it's like literally moving people from one project to another but it almost it sounds like that hasn't really happened in this case where they haven't moved you on to these new projects right So it would be good to understand why is this restructure happening? Like what's, what's the goal? What are you trying to accomplish with it? And if they say like align business incentive, I don't know, the, the, the more BS they give you, the more (laughs) likely it is that the goal is to lay people off (laughs) basically. (laughs) Yes. (sighs) Yeah. But I, I agree that there's this, this doesn't feel like what I would expect a normal kind of benign restructuring to look like Yeah. No. or benign from your case, I guess. Maybe it's benign from the business's case because they think it'll be better. but
0: Well, they definitely do or else they wouldn't have done it. Now, there is, there is a charitable outlook here, which is that they found a VP of engineering who is such a good fit for the role for whatever reason that they decided to let this VP live in a different city from the rest of the engineering department and try to build a leadership team out there. And yeah. it could be that the company's just making a big gamble that that's going to work, like this remote leadership situation.
1: That is – yeah, that's a good point. I feel like – this doesn't really happen at individual contributor levels, but especially at like leadership or executive levels. You you kind of get a lot of rope to play with oh, and, yeah. and a lot of freedom to say, hey, we're gonna do this very different thing. And the consequence is it's much more it's much easier if that goes wrong to get fired and to totally ruin the company and stuff. But like it doesn't seem outrageous that they would say hey, we trust this person and they want to make this big change. And like, that's part of why we hired them to be this visionary and leader of the engineering organization, etc. So it's possible they just have a lot more freedom to do whatever they want. Yep. It's also possible. I mean, maybe they hired them because they knew, hey, they have a really big network of, of great people. And they just happen to all be in that other city. Yeah. Like we're trying to attract more talent or I don't know, something like that.
0: Or it could be a legitimate uh, bifurcation of your headquarters where you're going to have two main engineering offices.
1: Yeah. All these feel like things that you would want to have communicated explicitly, though. Yes, definitely. And I think it's certainly right to investigate for some of this information. Mm-hmm.
0: Agreed. And the fact that you are not aware of these things is not necessarily a red flag because sometimes that information is there, but it's just so seemingly irrelevant to your day-to-day job that you just kind of gloss over it. But this might be a good opportunity for you to now go and talk to someone who's in the know. And maybe even if you can get some time with the VP of engineering and try to ask them, what is our strategic direction for these two locations? Mm -hmm. Where are we going from here? And what's the upside? Yeah. And I wouldn't, I actually wouldn't be opposed to going over their head and asking the same question to the CEO or CTO, depending on the size of your company. Yeah. You know, if it's too big, then you just won't be able to do that. But see if you get an aligned answer.
1: Hmm. I do think the odds that your job will go away are higher than they were before this reorg, though. So I Mm -hmm. think it would be good to kind of do some prep work for a potential job hunt either because you quit because it seems weird and you don't like the situation or because stuff changes and and your position gets eliminated redundancies that's how they say it in the UK i think redundancies that yes we were made redundant mhm which i don't know it's a crappy thing so maybe it's good that it's got a crappy word there <laughs>
0: <laughs> so fitting yeah
1: laid off sounds like you're being like softly put To bed by a (laughs) kind parent he laid down and snuggled up in a blanket no (laughs) redundancy without a job (laughs) yeah no you are redundant (laughs) we have eliminated the redundancy yeah (laughs) all right have we answered the question i think so yeah and also please tell us what happens because this is really interesting (laughs) What can people do if they want their own questions answered?
0: Go to softskills.audio and click ask a question. You can fill out our form there. Thank you so much to everyone who has done that. If you enjoy the show and want to share it, please tell your coworkers or your friends about the show. We would love to have them as listeners. So many of you are doing that all the time. It's great. You can follow us on Twitter at softskillseng, where we post episode updates and interesting news. In fact, keep your eye out this week. We'll probably be posting a request for some interesting stuff. A teaser for you.
1: Well, it'll be it'll be spoiled by then because of the episode <laughs> schedule. <laughs> That's right. Enjoy the thing we posted.
0: Yes. <laughs> Go look back at the hit yeah.
1: All right. Catch you next week.